0: Hi, welcome to the Off the Deep End podcast. This is Sierra and I am here with Alex. And today we are going to be having our second episode where we share a concert experience that we went to. Um, we saw Alice Cooper a couple weeks ago on the Old Black Eyes tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get going into that, we decided that we're going to do like a little segment thing, sharing different things that have been going on in the music world, just to keep people updated and in the know with other bands that we like that maybe we haven't been able to talk about yet. Um, so there's a whole lot that has happened between the last episode and this episode. So I'm just going to run straight through it. Um, Motionless and White added more dates to the Disease in Disguise tour. Um, That's their co-headlining tour that's happening in early 2020 with Beartooth, Stick to Your Guns. And then Nothing Left is doing the first half of the tour and Limbs is doing the second half of the tour. Um, I believe that there may be a few more unannounced dates on that tour. Um, but all the tickets are on sale and everything like that. Falling in Reverse put out a new song called Popular Monster, and there's also a music video up for it. Mm. Alex! Get your phone off the table! God damn it.
1: It's I'm gonna so- echo on the whole thing. I- <laughs> who was it? Was it your mom? No, I forgot. I turned my Wi-Fi off instead of my volume. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to turn off my volume in it buzz to let me know
0: Anyway, Molly Crew is <laughs> Motley Crew is reuniting. Um, so they destroyed their cessation agreement, uh their cessation from touring agreement that they signed in like 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, and they're going to go back on tour in 2020 with Def Leopard and
1: Poison. I heard some news about that. They're wanting like three million per show. No, they want
0: 3.25 and it's gonna be split. Two million goes to Motley Crew one million goes to le- Death Leopard and Poison only gets two hundred fifty thousand, which is bullcrap.
1: Per show, Poison
0: isn't very good in my opinion. But you're talking two million and one million to two fifty. That's not fair. That's not
1: even. They're my also problem. not
0: gonna um sell tickets, is what I've been seeing. A lot of people have been saying. Or, like, looking at different arenas then and being like, okay, do the math. How much would tickets need to be? How much? How many tickets would you need to sell for even, like, for promoters to even break even? Because they haven't even announced dates yet because no one thinks that... It's all speculation. No one thinks that they even have any sort of dates or promoters set up because you have to sell so many tickets in order to break even to do this show. I will... Probably go because I really like Motley Crue and I never had a chance to see Motley Crue. I know that even Motley if the Crue tickets are like
1: three hundred dollars.
0: Well, no, but like I'd pay like seventy bucks and sit in the nosebleeds. Like that's fine. I know that it's gonna suck because I know that Vince Neil is a bad singer now, but it's. I just yeah, I don't even like him anyway. I like. Nikki Six is very interesting to me as an individual, and I would like to see Tommy Lee as a drummer because he's pretty good. And, I mean, Mick Mars is pretty good. Pretty much everyone except for Vince Neil is okay, and he just sucks.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: But, yeah, I started listening to Motley Crue only, like, two years ago, so I was bummed that I missed, like, their farewell thing. So, if, I mean, you have the chance to say that you saw them, even if they suck. I don't know. All right, moving forward. Issues got a shout out by Nickelback on Twitter. Nickelback told everyone to listen to their new album, so good for them. Um, Epicenter put out their lineup for their festival that is happening in Charlotte, North Carolina in the beginning of May. It is three days long. Metallica is headlining two of those days and Disturbed is headlining the third. I think Metallica is doing Friday and Sunday and then Disturbed is in the middle on Saturday. Metallica is headlining a handful of festivals this summer, and they're doing the whole two days, but two different sets, all of that sort of stuff. Um, I Prevail got two Grammy nominations, one for their song Bow Down and the other one for the whole album Trauma. We Came As Romans and The Devil Wears Prada are going on tour together in the spring. They are bringing Gideon and Dayseeker, and it is for We Came As Romans... To Plant a Seed 10-Year Anniversary Tour. Disciple is booking their 2020 tour. So if you are interested in booking Disciple where you live, you can go to their website or their Facebook page. And their uh, booking agency is linked to both of those. And you can like request that they come to your city or whatever. Motionless and White put up an update video for their Trick or Treat Tour. And put up a video for the first leg of their... Uh, UK, Europe, and Russia tour. So both of those are on their guitarist Ricky Olson's YouTube channel. Slipknot announced that they are putting out a cruise this year, and then they also put up the lineup for the Knotfest festival that is happening in Japan. Did you see the lineup, Alex?
1: I did not. I haven't seen it yeah. yet.
0: It's, I mean, it's Slipknot and Corn and a couple other people, but I mean, it's Slipknot and Corn. So I think it's good. I can't go to Japan. If you're gonna be in the area, go for it. I'm not going to Japan though. That's that's not gonna happen.
1: That's a long way away. <laughs> that is a long way away.
0: Um, Bring me the horizon. Put out a new song. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's called Ludens. Ludens. I didn't really like it, so I don't really care. But there's a music video for it. They also got a Grammy nomination for their album Ammo. I think is how you say it. I'm guessing. Okay. I don't really listen to Bring Me the Horizon, but good for them. New Year's Day is going on tour with Hailstorm in spring 2020. New Year's Day is supporting for them. Um, so all those dates are up. Black Bear put out a new music video for Hot Girl Bummer. Um, a day to remember put out a new song called Resentment. There's also a music video that is out for that as well. Um, The Devil Wears Prada announced that they're going to the High Five Summerfest in Sweden, and Silverstein is headlining that one. Um, Post Malone put up more tour dates for the second leg of his tour, and he also won an AMA for the Hollywood's Bleeding Album, so congratulations to him for that. Ice Nine Kills is going on tour in spring 2020. They are going to Europe, and they are going with Hollywood Undead and Papa Roach which is weird because they're like the lowest on that bill.
1: That is weird. That's just weird. Cause
0: they just headlined or they're finishing their headlining tour in America. So it's weird to think that they're
1: like the, the bottom.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I prevail is also going to Europe in 2020 for the trauma tour and they're going with dream state. And then bear tooth is also going to Europe in 2020 for the disease tour with the amity affliction and higher power. Fit for King announced that they were playing the Slam Dunk Festival, which is in 2020 at some point. And then Motionless and White song Legacy is featured on MTV's The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2. I have no idea what that is, but they got featured on it, so congratulations. And lastly, Hasbro has bought Death Row Records. And I don't know why, but they bought it. So I saw someone on Facebook say that they really want like um a Tupac transformer and stuff.
1: I want one. I buy it.
0: That sort of stuff. So yes, that is everything that has (laughs) that is everything (laughs) that's been going on um in the music world over the past two weeks or so. And yeah, so moving on to talking about the show that we went to. So Alex and I went and we saw Alice Cooper on, um, the old black eyes tour, which by the time this episode is out, um, the tour will probably be over because it is ending at the end of November. Um, however, he is going back on tour next year and he's bringing Lita Ford with him, um, who was a pretty, if you don't know who she is, she's Pretty influential for women in rock and roll. She was part of the Runaways, and then she did her solo career. Um, so, she did a lot for, like, women in rock in the 80s and, like, playing guitar and singing and all that sort of stuff. So, that's super cool. Um, so, the show that we went to was just him. There was no opener, um, which I don't think I've ever been to a show that was like that before. So... I haven't. It... What was it, like an hour and a half? Yeah, it was long. It was an hour and a half, two hours, which for a show doesn't seem very long, but for one person, it's long, like, for him to be playing for that long. Um, So, yeah. So, to me, his set was kind of segmented into, like, three different parts. So there was the beginning of the set. So the we were in what is it? a Performing Arts Center Arena thing? I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone had seats. This is this was maybe like the second show that I had ever been to where there were seats, which is nice. But at the same time, it's kind of weird. Um,
1: it is weird, but it's somewhere to keep your crap while you're. At the which time.
0: was nice. Yeah, that's a fair point. I still kept everything in my pocket, though, because I was nervous with the people who were sitting behind us. But
1: I was nervous. I was quite nervous as well.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um It was, I mean, if you couldn't pick up on it, Alex and I are big Motionless and white fans. And so it was interesting to think about, because they went on tour with him over the summer, to think about, like, how they fit on the bill and me and her were even talking like some of the other people that Alice Cooper has toured with, like his show is very thematic and it's a production and it's a whole thing. And it's not just like him playing music. Like it's a show. So, okay, you can sit down and that's cool. But for other bands that he has toured with, like you don't sit And just, like, listen to them and clap. So it's just...
1: Some of them you mosh. You can't mosh with... No, you can't.
0: So I don't... I mean, I don't... It would just be weird. But since it was just him, it was... No one sat down anyway. Like, everyone was standing up the whole time. Which kind of surprised me because a lot of people at this show were older. Which makes sense. Alice Cooper has been around since, like, the 60s and the 70s. So he is killing it. He's still doing really, really well. It was, like... Everyone was really, really old, and then there was a handful of, like, very small children. Very like, small. Like, toddlers that had their eyes painted all cute and had, like, little baby leather jackets. With
1: Alice Cooper with on the Alice back. With
0: Alice Cooper on the back. It was cute. I liked it. But then, like... it's the vent to the laundry room? Um, there was, like... I don't know.
1: Vince just weirded me out. Sorry.
0: I would say... Well, I didn't see everyone that was there, but... 20 to 30 year olds were the underlying minority of people represented at that show, which was fine. It also wasn't sold out, which was weird to me. I figured that it would have been, but whatever. So the beginning of the show to me was a lot more like a typical concert type experience. So he played songs that he um, is known for. He played some of his bigger hits and, the curtain dropped and it was like a castle kind of, yeah, it was a castle. Um And there were steps and there was props and there was coffins and there was all this sort of stuff. And so right off the bat, like you had all of those thematic elements, but for the first handful of songs, it was more him performing. And then he would put a top hat on or put a jacket on or take something off or grab a maraca or something like that, but it wasn't a show with a storyline. That kind of came more towards the middle. Um, that being said, I thought that the selection of songs that he played throughout the night um, was a very good job of representing his career as a whole. So Alex doesn't really listen to him that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't really know his like career trajectory. I made her a PowerPoint.
1: It was a Before good PowerPoint. the show.
0: I'm really good at making PowerPoints. I read I the whole do thing, that.
1: laughed along the way, learned a bunch. I
0: Yes. When I t- make people go to concerts with me and they don't know anything about the bands, I make PowerPoints for them. So
1: Very educational.
0: I made one for the festival we went to as well, which was educational for me because I didn't listen to most of the bands that we saw.
1: You didn't left, make me one. I laughed
0: the whole time. You didn't make me one I for am, the show we went to. I am not.
1: Good at PowerPoints. I have never been good at PowerPoints.
0: I take all my information off Wikipedia, so it's probably false as well.
1: Almost all of it's probably incorrect. Probably.
0: Anyway, um, in my opinion, the songs that he picked were very good representations of his career as a whole in terms of playing a lot of the things that people knew, um, like Feed My Frankenstein and...
1: That was the first song he played, right? Uh, that was the
0: first one that he played. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also played, he did like Bed of Nails, um, but then he also did songs that a lot of people have said he hasn't played in a very long time. So this was the first time that I've ever seen Alice Cooper. I'm anticipating it to be the only time that I ever see him. Um, it was actually a really big deal for me because it's something that has been on my bucket list since I was in like middle school, high school. I really wanted to see him, but I kind of assumed that he was going to die Before I would have the
1: chance to because he's so old. So, and again, let me reiterate. We have had these tickets since June, I believe. But, yep. In the June. entire time, Sierra was incredibly stressed that he would, in fact, kick the bucket before we that got to the to That is an accurate statement.
0: And he went to Europe right before he came here, and I was like, well, frick.
1: So stressed. The plane is crashing. He's
0: gone. But he, he made it. And we, well, okay. Then I was like, he's not gonna die, but like, we're gonna get in a car accident. Like. You never told me that. So, well, yeah, cause I didn't want you to panic. Anyway. It's fine. We made it. He made it. We're home. He's not. He's still on his You have something tour. checked
1: off your bucket list?
0: Checked it off. Now I just have to learn how to surf and then I can die happy. So anyway, um, I my biggest thing going into this show was I was actually very confused whether or not someone was opening for him at all. So I was reading... Um, reviews of the show really just to see like how long it was and whether or not anyone was playing before him and I was trying to avoid looking at the set list as much as possible. Um I was able to skim it or skip over it for the most part, but there was a couple times where like a song or two caught my eye. Or the show that we went to um was towards the tail end of the tour. So he had been posting videos on um Instagram of Clips from their shows and like, uh, one of the guitar solos turned into roses on white lace, which is one of my favorite Alice Cooper songs. And so I watched the clip to watch the guitar solo and then it turned into the song. So like, I knew that that song was going to be played, but in reading a lot of the tour inner or the tour reviews. Um, a lot of people who had seen him before were saying that a lot of the songs that he were, that he played were songs that he has not played in a very long time. And they also agreed that it was a good representation of his career. I did not know every song that was played. Like, I didn't know the Maraca song. I don't, I mean, I can look it up and see what it was. I didn't particularly like it. I just thought it was funny that he had Maracas because, you know. Who would have thought? But um <laughs> there was another song, too, that he had, like, right around that one where he had, like, a weird prop. And I I can't remember what he it was. He had a
1: harmonica. That one,
0: yeah. I didn't know the harmonica one either. But, I mean, his career has spanned decades. So you go with the flow and you do what's popular. Um But, yeah, I, it was a good representation of his career as a whole. I said that, like, seven times, but it's fine. Um, and then what the biggest thing that I took away from this whole show was, um, how the man has done this for such a long time. He knows what he's doing. He's pretty much like a well-oiled machine at this point. And I thought it was really good that the effects that they had and costume changes and different characters coming in and out and all of those sorts of things, all of those existed to complement the music. And to me, there was always a lot going on on stage, but there was never too much going on that like, I didn't know who to look at or I missed something or... It was like, you're not even hearing the music anymore and you're just trying to watch like every piece complemented the other pieces very, very well. And I think that that's something that just kind of comes with time. And this man has had a lot of time, so he knows how to do it and he knows what works for him. Um, But that stuck out to me a lot. Um, None of the costume changes took forever. And the ones that did like him getting put into a straitjacket or whatever. They put the drum solo over it, so it worked. There was never a gap. There was never a space. There was never anything like that. Everyone was constantly moving. All cylinders were running. And there was, like, zero hiccups whatsoever. Zero technical difficulties, I think. I didn't catch anything. Um, I didn't catch
1: any technical difficulties. We've been but, to some trails with some difficulties.
0: True. <laughs> true that. Um, so... That was like the first section of the song. Um, a surprise for me in that first section was he played, um, He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask, which is his song, um, that pays homage to Friday the 13th. I really like that song because I really like Friday the 13th and I like horror movies and that sort of thing. Um, I didn't think he was gonna play it and he actually had someone like dressed up as Jason and he like came on stage and he like killed two people and like got off stage. That was a surprise because I didn't think that was going to happen. So the second part of the show was the part that I think most people think of if they know anything about Alice Cooper shows. And then that's the whole him becoming a villain, um, his execution, all of those sorts of things. So... I was most excited for this part um, just because, like I said, that's what he's known for. That's what everyone gets excited about. Um, the show that we went to, he was executed via guillotine. So that was pretty cool to see that be done. Um,
1: no difficulties in real there. Life.
0: No difficulties there. I actually watched um, an interview. They released an interview today that was like... A very rare interview from like the 70s mm-hmm. when he like just started doing the guillotine and he's and i don't think he's changed a lot of his props in terms of like mechanics and how they work and stuff he said there's only like one safety on it so if like that piece goes like he's going
1: that's interesting but then like
0: his attitude in the interview and this was the 70s this was years ago he was like well you know Go again. He, he was like, I mean, it'll be a cool experience and once in a lifetime, like, we can't do it again. And like, <laughs> which is horrible, but at the same time, like, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, his crime was killing babies. Alex thought it was hysterical. It so um, and the zombie bride mom person, I don't know exactly what her character was um called for his execution and he got executed and then this big ass baby busted out of the <laughs> castle and danced around on stage With his head. and it was yeah <laughs> holding his head and it was so strange and it was so disturbing but at the same time i freaking loved it, it. The, the whole time i was just like this is yes
1: oh, this is so what i live
0: for um but, yeah, it was really, really cool. All of the songs leading up to him, like Becoming the Villain, um, were really good. And those also spanned his career. So um, it was something that I was curious to see was, okay, is he going to pick – or a lot of his albums are concept albums. So is he just going to pick, like, three songs from his concept album? Because those obviously go hand in hand because they were written together and put out together. Um, and that's going to be how he tells the story. And that's not what he did. He did a very good job continuing to pick different songs. He didn't play the songs in their entirety. It was kind of like a medley at that point. Um, but it was, yeah, I think the overall things that impressed me the most from the show was just how well all the moving parts worked together and then how well he represented his career over the course of that show. Um, I think both of those were really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, they kill him. They break out into some solo stuff and just the band playing together. Um, and there was a drum solo, there was a guitar solo. I think there was like a bass solo, like everyone kind of had their own part to showcase their own music abilities. But then there was a handful of times throughout the show where they played his songs and it wasn't him performing them because he was in the back and he changed or whatever, but they were still playing his work. And again, it just kind of, it was all the pieces working together to do a really, really good job of just putting the whole thing together. So he comes back, they play a couple more songs. To me, the very, very end was a lot more um, of a showcase type thing of playing the songs Um, that he's known for. Um, I wish that there was more of a storyline part to the show. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's because this was something that I had wanted for so long. And so in my head, I assume that this was what his shows were like because I actually haven't seen that many clips of his shows either. Like I always wanted to just see it in person. So it wasn't really anything that I ever watched on like YouTube or anything like that. Um, But, yeah, I wish that there was more of a storyline part because that was my favorite part of the show. Um, It was
1: really good. It was, I can, for someone who doesn't know, like, his songs, I was, like, very enthralled the whole time. And I was nervous because I
0: thought you were going to hate it because you didn't know what was going on. And then
1: he he chopped the baby
0: doll's head off and she started laughing and I was like, oh, she's fine.
1: And then that it's big-ass fine. inflatable baby comes bursting yeah. out the I was like, yeah, Screw the I
0: dinosaur costumes. That's what everyone it. should be for Halloween. That big, creepy-ass
1: the baby? big-ass
0: baby. The Alice Cooper baby.
1: I would be the Alice yep. Cooper baby.
0: He had... So there was an inflatable baby. There was these weird baby guard things that, like, escorted him when he was in the straitjacket. Yeah, it was odd. And those were strange because those were, like adult size but with like baby heads so that to me but was, like
1: painter suits
0: that that was just because it was one of those things where you look at it and you're like that's not right then your mind is trying to make sense of why it's not right and it
1: doesn't work it's
0: like um those pictures where they photoshop teeth on babies and you look at it and you're like it makes you very uncomfortable yes. that's yep yeah, i just messed alex up that's pretty oh, much gosh, <laughs> gotcha um, that's pretty much what it was. Um, so yeah, so there was like big baby, there was baby dolls, there was baby escorts. And then I really liked this. He had baby lights. So he, he I mean, it was just like a stage light, but it like shined a baby. There was four um, And I, I got a picture of it. There. They're all creepy, but it's like different personalities. And hold on. I'm going to pull the picture up.
1: It's different creepy babies impersonating Alice Cooper. Yeah, they
0: all have the Alice Cooper eyes, which I really like because, you know, it's like iconic. Um It was crazy. I'm trying to see. There's one that was like really fat and was sitting down and I think it had like food in its hand. And I was like, Alex, that's me. That one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, and they had green eyes and red eyes and... Just... <sighs> it was a mess, but it was fantastic. It was the
1: best mess. It was, yeah,
0: the best mess possible. Anyway, so he ended the, the whole show playing Under My Wheels, which was really good, and School's Out. Obviously, you can't end it any other way. Um, and they put in another brick-in-the-wall part, too, which was kind of cool. Um... I sang it very loudly, and then... Um, I did not. I had to go to class two days later. So I sang very loudly about how much school sucks and how we don't need no education, and then I marched my butt to class on Monday morning at 8. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Anyway, um, yeah, I even, like, I don't know. I'm going to keep going back to it. Even with him playing, like, under my wheels um, is... Another one of my favorite songs by him. And when it came out, it was extremely popular. But it's my understanding that he hasn't played, like, that song in a hot minute. Um, Everyone around us... I mean, we made a joke about not trusting the people behind us. But everyone around us was... For a good reason. Nice. Um, I mean... They,
1: the, the whole time they the looked a little sketch
0: um they were screaming hanging super they were super into it though which was nice i like going to shows where the people around you are having just as much fun as you are and it's not this awkward like i'm jumping around and going crazy and going nuts or whatever Like i mean like the guy standing next to me was not having as much fun as i was um,
1: the guy standing next to me was not having any fun at all.
0: I was moving the whole time. I was dancing and I was singing and this, that and the other stuff, but it was cool to like hear other people around you singing. And especially because I mean, this is one of my favorite artists of all time. So to see that there's so many people who like appreciate him Throughout as much the as I do. Which, obviously, there are because of who he is. But even just, like, when we walked into the arena and, like, one of the first things I saw was this dude that was wearing this white button-up shirt that had fake blood all over it. And he had his eyes all painted. And I was like, ah, yes! We arrived! Like, I just... (laughs) It's like, I mean, and I feel... I personally feel that way when I walk into, like, most venues. Like, Alex and I went to a show that we're going to do another episode about, um a little more recently than the Alice Cooper show. And I hated that venue. I will never go back to that venue. I'm not going to say what the venue is. Um, the people in the venue were sketchy AF, but there was still a part of me that was like, this is home. This is what I like to do. I like going to shows. And yeah, I was uncomfortable, but extremely comfortable at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: But still um, uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. You just gotta tune in next time for that one. Um, so yeah, the Alice Cooper ended his show. It was like a big ass party. They played schools out. They had these giant balloons that had confetti in them, and he had a sword. His props are all over the place. He has maracas, harmonicas, crutches,
1: daggers,
0: daggers in his boots. <laughs> Did you know that he's like a certified like knife thrower though? No. Go on his Instagram. He'll do it like backstage. He'll just like throw knives at people. It's pretty cool. Um, and then he has a sword. He busted out of a coffin. He wore a straight jacket. All kinds of um, jackets. On the top of the castle, there was like a helm that you like steer ships with. I don't even know why that was there because it wasn't like a boat. Like they weren't going anywhere. It's fine. He had a top hat. He had a leather jacket. A he had a fancy ass coat with the little tails on.
1: He had a cannon.
0: I didn't see that part. He
1: just, he just. The big skull cannon that they shot the confetti out of. It was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cannon.
0: They had a catapult too. Cause I got yeah. a video of that. Cause I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Cause the baby guards did it. Yes. Is, there was also this very tall thing. Do you know, I don't, oh, fuck, I don't watch anime, but it reminded me of this anime character. I think it's anime. I don't know how to describe it to you.
1: Describe it to me and I'll tell you what it is.
0: It looks... Because it doesn't remind me of anything. It's It probably doesn't, but when I saw it, that's what I thought of. Um, it's like an oval face and it's black and white. And it's got a whole... Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: What is it? It's uh, faceless, I think. Hang on a second. Pull it up and I'll tell you if it's right. Okay, give me a second.
0: The The thing did not look like it at all, but in my head that's what I thought of. Just off of the memes.
1: No, it's no face. It's no face. Yeah! From Spirited Away. Is Is it an anime?
0: Um, ish?
1: Yeah.
0: Look at me go. Look at me all cultured and crap. Anyway, um, I don't know why it reminded me of that. Probably because it's tall.
1: Probably. Because it really doesn't remind me of that. Like, that's not <laughs> Now right. that I have that
0: in front of me, it, the two do not go together I mean, like, for any reason. No,
1: but, but I can see how you correlated it, so it's fine. Probably because I don't know
0: what that is either.
1: Probably.
0: And you're probably like, that's so stupid. but No, it's fine. It connected in my brain. But it was
1: like, it's like 20
0: feet tall. It was extremely tall. Yeah, and it was cool too because there was a handful of costumes and stuff like that where... Oh. It was like, okay, wait, how do they, like, how many people are in that costume? Or, like,
1: the giant baby, the baby, for
0: example. You, like, we said it's an inflatable thing, like those T-Rex costumes. But it's big. Obviously, there's one person in those T-Rex costumes. I know, because my brother has one. Um, for real? Yeah, he does. I love
1: it. I'm so excited. He has to wear it. Um, he has to bring it with him next time.
0: He visits? Yeah. yeah. I want him to... um I, I mean I told him to like wear it at all times. Like, <laughs> what are they gonna kick you out of school because you're wearing cause he has um he doesn't have a uniform at his school but he has a dress code and I was like they never said you couldn't wear costumes. So if you put like like he has to wear like button up shirts and stuff, I was like, just put your dinosaur costume in and then put your shirt on and your pants on the costume. You're in uniform. He won't do it. I was also the troublemaker at that school, so I yeah. Anyway, um Yeah, so the you look at the dinosaur costumes, there's obviously one person in there or whatever. There was, I would think that there had to be more than one person in the baby because it was extremely large.
1: It was like, it had to be like 12 feet tall. And its arms are like moving and they're tall. Right. And everything.
0: And that's the thing, too. It wasn't even like the arms were hanging down and just the legs were moving. And the same thing for like the other command really tall thing, too. Like it was like, how does he do that? So even as a 24 year old watching the show, it wasn't like, oh, I figured it out or whatever. I have no idea.
1: It's
0: magic. It's Alice Cooper magic. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, for me personally, the only downside to the whole show was, um, and this is not a reflection of Alice Cooper whatsoever, I think. I think it's a reflection of the venue that we went to. Um, I don't think that it was Alice Cooper people doing the merch. I think it was people who worked for the venue. And it was for a disaster. a venue in person of that magnitude, they only had two people working a merch table and there was not a line. It was just like a crowd. It was a mob. Essentially. And everyone was old. And they tried to make me feel bad about like,
1: pushing to the front,
0: getting stuff. But I was like, be assertive people. I want a shirt. I also paid $45 for a shirt. This is something I can blame on Alice Cooper. You don't need to charge $45 for shirts. He's Alice Cooper. Okay, but everyone knows how much money you have. You don't need to charge for. It. I would have. I would feel better. Imagine
1: how much. Think the, about economics. Okay. Imagine how much you wanted that shirt. Imagine how much everybody else wants that shirt. Okay. You can okay. Lead you I get it.
0: I get it. Because there was some people who bought so much stuff that it was, there was ridiculous. One lady, she
1: had to buy seven hundred dollars worth of stuff.
0: She bought so much stuff. But my point is, I still bought the shirt. It worked. He got my money. But
1: merchandising I
0: would much if there was another band that was a smaller band, I would feel better paying them forty five dollars because I know that they need the money more. Because you don't make money as a musician until you get to a certain level, and he's obviously at that level because of who he, he is. He has surpassed that
1: level. He made the
0: levels. Just kidding. He um,
1: he helped.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. But like other bands that aren't as popular. Would I still bitch and moan about paying $45 for a shirt? Absolutely freaking lonely. Would I still pay $45 for a t-shirt? Absolutely freaking lonely. So.
1: Like the, the, uh, show we just went to last weekend.
0: Your shirt was a whole $20 cheaper. It was, it was,
1: I paid $25 and I was like,
0: I mean, I've been going, I've been going to shows since I was in like middle school, high school. And when we went to, no, actually, it wasn't us. I saw, um, who did I see? I saw Under Oath in 2018, and it was the first show that I had been to in a while because where I lived in Kansas, there wasn't a city really nearby, Um, so there wasn't a lot of shows. So when I was in college, I didn't really go to a lot of shows, so I kind of had like a lapse. But anyway, I don't live there anymore. I live somewhere else, and there are shows, and I go to them. And but it had been my first show in a, in years, and CDs cost more, and the shirts cost more, and I felt like such an old person because oh, so I was ancient. like, back in my day, your t like you could get a t shirt and a CD for only like twenty bucks, because everything they comboed everything. Also, back in my day, we didn't text people in between band sets. You talked to the people next to you, and you made like three new friends. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, I was so... uh Especially, like, club shows and stuff. Like, no.
1: Oh, my God. You act like you're 90.
0: Put your phone away and talk to the people. Even if it's just like, oh, like your shirt. Yeah, odds are you're wearing a shirt for the band that's going to play next. Obviously, you like them or else you wouldn't be there. You're never going to talk to that person again. But you have a new best friend for, like, two hours. It's super <laughs> cool.
1: But... You gotta think, everything's changed. It, cell phones are much more prevalent. I guess.
0: Actually... Social
1: media is much more prevalent. The
0: show that we went to um most recently, uh I was eavesdropping with my eyes. And I was looking over this dude's shoulder. And he was texting. Eavesdropping with eyes. He, he laid somebody off in between bands. <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry. We have to let you go. And I was like... <gasps>
1: Really? Yeah. You didn't tell me. I no. wanted to. Oh, I
0: forgot. Also, there was one show that I went to, um, in between bands. I watched someone email their professor to try to give them, like, a 30 point curve on their final. And I just was like, I like tapped him and I was like, Hey, I hope you get your curve. And he was like, I'm so fucking stressed right now. I shouldn't even be at this show, <laughs> but I don't care. Like, he was like, I just want to pass this class. Cause it was like, finals week in december or whatever so like everyone shouldn't have been there i shouldn't have been there i should have been studying but anyway even then like yep i still paid 45 dollars for the shirt you did i have the shirt i've worn the shirt a couple times it's a nice shirt but it wasn't worth 45 dollars. yeah
1: i have another complaint about the venue
0: about the venue yeah
1: the ticket Do you remember the ticket fiasco i went through
0: yeah, I remember when I picked you up from your house and no. we got halfway to the venue and I said, All right, we got the tickets, right? And Alex goes, No. Oh my god. Turn around and go back. And I was like, ha and I kept driving and she was like, No, turn around and go back. And they're on my bed. And I was like, a skirt. And we turn around and we got um her dad locked her out of her house. She was like, don't tell anyone it's not that big a deal. I turned around and texted our other friend immediately and let them know what happened. And now I'm telling the Internet. So hey. no,
1: <laughs>
0: There um, we go. I actually don't know the ticket fiasco because so I didn't buy the ticket.
1: I bought both of the tickets like in June. June
0: because I was driving to go see my sister graduate from high school. And I was like, Alex, you need to buy them now. So I was in the middle of Pennsylvania we somewhere. Got pre-
1: we got them. I pre-ordered them yes. just in case it sold out, because which it was didn't. An Alice Cooper. No I respect. managed to get freaking amazing seats. Just we got guessing. very good
0: seats. Mm-hmm.
1: So I got like the ticket confirmation like a few days after that because I got a parking pass too, so we could make sure we parked there. Because I'd never been to the venue before. I didn't know where to park, so I was like making sure I'm parking near the building and
0: we were pretty close we
1: were very close so the day before the I sh- it was my fault i should not have waited that long to print them out
0: especially because like the whole month leading up i was like hey we got the tickets
1: <laughs> like, yeah. hey what
0: are our seats hey are they nice seats hey when are we leaving and she couldn't answer any of those questions
1: so i go to print the tickets and then release i don't have my tickets They only sent me the confirmation. They never sent me the motherfucking tickets. So I'm freaking out. I'm having a panic attack at work.
0: I didn't answer the phone, which is my job for like two
1: hours because I'm online trying to figure out how to get these damn tickets. So finally the box office opens at 11 o'clock. Oh my God. And you call and they're like, because I call the ticket, like the ticket company and they're like, we will help. Those who have shows like today and tomorrow first. And I was like, my show's tomorrow help me. And later no. I was like, you need to call the box office. And I was like, bitch, you're no help. So I gave She said to- those words exactly. No, I'm just kidding. I, pro- I might have. <laughs> you might have. Um, so I called the box office and the dude's like, do you have your confirmation And I was like, yes, here it is. And he looks at it and he goes, oh, well, yeah. We didn't send you the tickets cause you got the confirmation email. And I was like, Oh, okay. So is that all I need? Do I just show them that? And he goes, No, you need the ticket with the barcode. And I'm like, But I didn't get that. He goes, Yeah, cause you got the confirmation. And I was like, But that's not getting me in. So can you send me my tickets, please? Sure. I'll send you the email. You have it in 10 minutes. And I
0: got a text message. I was in a very important work meeting and my phone's blowing up. And Alex is like, they're fucking me over. They're fucking me over right now. And then she was like, no, it's cool. I got it. And I was like, wait, what happened? Moral of the story. That's why I bought our tickets for the show that we're going to in January. Also, because I said I would because Alex's birthday's in January. Oh, but.
1: mess. I shouldn't. I'm not that's, a That's. Good- yeah, I am not good at adults. That's why
0: I do it. Oh,
1: <laughs> terrible! Most of it, I almost didn't have the tickets. Then I had the tickets. I forgot. Here's the another
0: ticket. qualm. Um, there was a murderer on the loose, and they did not metal detect anybody.
1: They didn't. They just let us in. The dudes they were like, "Oh,
0: you don't have a purse? Okay,
1: going." I was like, "We didn't
0: even have to unzip our jackets."
1: No, and my jacket had pockets. Pockets on pockets you on You could have bought your,
0: brought your pepper spray. On.
1: I could have. They caught him, though. Did you see that? I did see that today. They got him, like, this morning. It's been you know two, what? three weeks. He wasn't going to kill anybody else. But I he really killed somebody. Like, my dad was, like, listening to police
0: release-
1: cameras. <laughs> was he really? Yes. Was he really? Yes.
0: Someone's like, Miss Sierra, they had snipers on the roof. Like, the kids at work were telling me about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I really I really didn't think he was going to kill anyone else. You don't know? It, it was one... Crazy. No, I read... A th- Never mind. That's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is... They don't... Security, bump it security... up a little Security. And... Okay.
1: I guess we weren't... Let's get you looking. I
0: appreciate... This is about the other show that we went to, but I'm going to say it now anyway. I appreciate that they let, like... They pat down guys and not girls because I don't like getting patted down.
1: By a very large man. Um,
0: but you should pat everyone down. That's Doesn't all I'm going to say about that. Just do it. It's really not that big a deal. He was
1: like, empty your pockets. So I took everything out of my pockets and I showed him. He was like, you're good. And I left. Like you didn't even. The guy behind us, he got a pat down. I'm pretty sure All the guys he got, got fondled. a <laughs>
0: Thank you for that. All the guys got patted down, but like, um, the show, the venue in our city just closed down. Rest in peace. Um, motionless and white plate. And then they were like, no, nothing will ever top that. And then they tried with Attila and they were like, no, this sucks. Actually, the only people who said that was me and Alex and we walked out, but just kidding. That whole thing is a joke. The guy retired, so he sold it, but. Um, at that venue, they only patted down guys, but they metal detected everybody. Yeah. Which is at least something. I don't think girls should be able to just walk through. I'm fine with it. I like it. I'm glad that we don't get patted down, but I don't think that that's fair. I don't care. I'm
1: not, it's not TSA. I mean, I don't give a shit. Well, you've never even
0: flown before, so you can't even talk. No,
1: but I take my mom to the airport every time she flies and she's always the random story.
0: <laughs> I um
1: always. She always has to go to the I park. got
0: patted down once because
1: she must look sketchy. My
0: my um I was flying somewhere with my sister and um uh, well I was flying somewhere else, but my connecting flight was her final destination, if that makes sense. And, um, there was miscommunication between us cause we're sisters. So we miscommunicate all the damn time and we had to do our laundry and I was like, all right, you're moving the clothes to the dryer. And she said, yes, she says, she told me to move the clothes to the dryer. And I said, yes, bottom line is the clothes didn't get to the dryer. What I was planning on wearing needed to be dried. It was not dry. It was not going to dry in time. So I wore a sweater to the airport that didn't have any metal on it, but it had like a metallic thread and I knew it was going to set off the alarm, but I literally had like no other clothes because it was actually for Thanksgiving. So you only pack like three shirts, like it wasn't a long trip whatsoever. So I had like nothing else to wear. So I went through the things are bland, The thing and the guy's like, ma'am. And I was like, I know. So I like stepped to the side, he pats me down. And it was funny too, cause I'm really short, and I, a lot of my pants are too long and I have to cuff them and you have to uncuff them. Cause what if I'm hiding some, he was like uncuffing them. And he was like, really, really, really? And then he was Sorry, like, sir. he was this like, he, he was like, I'm not going to redo these for you. And I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. But he like, he pulled me aside and he was like, I know you don't have anything on you. I know it's just your sweater. And like mid pat down, he was like, why did you even wear this? And I was like, my sister hadn't gone through security yet. And I was like, you see that girl over there? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, she didn't move the laundry over. Like she was supposed to. And I had to wear this because of her. And he was like, "Don't worry, I'll handle it." And he pulled her to the side, and he patted her down too. <laughs> and my sister went through security, and she's like, I, "I guess I was the random person. I don't know why it happened." And I busted out laughing, and I was like, "Gotcha!" And I play tricks like that on my sister like all the damn time, and I can never keep them a secret. I, I am so always she
1: hate you. <laughs> she
0: is the nicest person I've ever met in my whole life. And I mean that 100%, and I love her dearly, but she's so nice it makes me angry. (laughs) Because she, like, cannot be mean. And I just want to be her, but at the same time, I don't.
1: Maybe that's why we get along as well, because I can be really mean.
0: She's just, she's like the, she literally is the kindest person I've ever met, probably, in my life. She's like Mother Teresa, but not. (laughs) Because she's my sister.
1: Anyway. Mother Sierra's sister. There we
0: go. Um... Yes. Here's my recommendation. If you have the opportunity to go see Alice Cooper, go see him. Tickets actually weren't as expensive as I thought they were going to be.
1: Still pricey, but... um,
0: Depends on the venue that you go to, I think for sure. The venue that we went to only had three different mm-hmm. tiers in terms of pricing, um, and we didn't do VIP or anything like that. No. Um... I was tempted, but I knew that Alex didn't listen to him. So I didn't think that that would be fair to shell over that much money. No,
1: we got mid-level tickets.
0: We got Yeah, we got mid-level, but we were the first row of our section, if that makes sense. So we were as close as we could be with our level. You could see everything. Even with everyone in front of us standing up, you could see. I mean, obviously, you had to stand up, too. But you could see everything was fine. But... Indoor venues are also different, especially ones that have seats. Mm-hmm. So it would definitely depends on the type of arena that you went to. So the venue that we went to had the theater, I think, is what they call it. And then there's like a center that operates as a hockey arena during hockey season. Um, the that's actually where I thought he was playing at first. So that would obviously be much different because there's like nosebleeds for that and that sort of thing. Um, Whereas the venue that he actually played in, that wasn't even really an option. It was like an opera house type seating. So it depends on where you're seeing him, depends on where you're going. I know in the summer when he went on tour, all of the arenas that he went to were outdoor ones. So I've never been to an outdoor thing. So I don't even know what those are like. Um, But if it's possible, even if you don't listen to him that much, Um, or at all. I would recommend going because it was a very cool thing to see. It was a lot of fun. Um, and he's an artist who, and even I said this a lot, but even if you don't necessarily listen to him, odds are someone that you do listen to has been influenced by him in some way because he's a freaking legend because he's Alice Cooper. So those are my closing statements.
1: They're good statements.
0: Do you have any closing statements? No. Nice. Um next episode we're going to continue to trash talk the venue that we went to for the other show that we went to um and we're going to probably trash talk a couple bands too because I only liked one band that played.
1: And it was the band we went to see.
0: True that. It was the headliner. So just one of my favorites. Kudos to them. Um so if you want to hear us talk poorly or maybe not so nicely about a band that you most likely like then you can listen to the next episode. And if not you want to hear us talk really positively about a band that Alex likes a lot, you should listen to the next episode. It's
1: going to be great. hmm Awesome. That's it. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram O T D E Off the deep end pod. Everything we post is on SoundCloud.
1: Bye. (laughs)